Welcome to the Pulse of the Heartland podcast, the podcast where no topic is off limits. Now welcome the boys of the Heartland, Bryant, Ryan, Clark, Joey, and Trent. Hello and welcome to week nine of the college football season. How y'all feeling? Feeling great. Iowa State's back this week. Who yes, knows? sir. Maybe I'll actually sit down and watch a game. We'll find out. All right. Will, will you? Are you sure you're not on call? Not on call. I will be in Gowry. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, we have a little bit of a chance here then. I would say, but uh, yeah, I would say, I, I think not only the team needed that bye week, Trent, I need it. I'm fully back on Iowa State now. I'm not down in the dumps. I'm done being a realist with this team. I'm back to being Homer Bryant. I'm ready to fucking go. What, what are we, three and four? We're going eight and four for the rest of the year. Hey, I say let's just get bowl eligible. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, let, let's start with that, <laughs> and then we'll get to eight and four. Joey, how are you feeling? You're muted, bud. It's prob- probably, probably a good thing talking about the Hawkeyes. Kirk yeah. probably should have been muted in that press conference the other day. Yeah, <laughs> well, that is that is for sure. Um, I don't know if you want to reset or or what's going on, Joey, but we'll we'll kind of keep going here. But um, no, yeah, we, we do got- appreciate you. All. There we go. Now hey. you're clear. Okay. Yeah. My, for some reason, I switched headphones, so my microphone switched. But whatever. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm ready for the Hawkeye game. I guess. Uh, Play Northwestern this week. They got stomped by Ohio State, like I said they would. So, mm. yeah, we'll see what happens this week. So, so like uh, the Joker, no one panics when it when when it's a plan, right? We plan to get destroyed <laughs> by Ohio State, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, if plan is throw your second string quarterback under the bus and then the mm. rest of your team, yeah, we'll, sure. But we can we'll, get into we'll that. Get, we'll get to that when we get to the actual game because I I'll mm. tell you, man. This is the most emotionally invested I've been in Iowa this year, and I'm not even a fan. If any, if anything, I kind mm-hmm. of enjoy when bad things happen, but it's like, it's to the point of it being like, okay, there's comically bad, and then there's like, oh, I, I just feel bad, bad, mm-hmm. you know. See, this is my entire plan to just come on here and bitch, and then have you guys slowly but surely come to the dark side. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we do appreciate you guys that have been joining us in the last few streams. It's been making a lot of fun when we get to like our pickums and honestly just complaining about our teams here. But we'll kind of roll into it here so we can get into the uh, into the um, therapy session that was the Ohio State game here. Uh, Trent, I hope you didn't cheat this week. Looking at the bottom of the sheet here, but I didn't. I didn't actually. Okay, good. I put in big, big bold. Do not look at the bottom. The answer is there. So, um, I would say, well, I'll give you the first crack at it since she was having connection issues. Um, the the trivia question for tonight is going to be, who has the most vacated wins all time in college football? Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what inspired me to, to come up with that one. It's not even like anyone that's been in trouble lately. I just thought it was a very interesting one. SMU. So they're in top ten. I, that's why I wanted to put it in there because I think everyone will think of the the normal ones, but I don't think anyone will get the number one. So SMU. Oh, so it's not Penn State. I was gonna say Penn State. Nope, D- guys, uh, just don't look USC at the bottom then. so I can unhighlight it here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're, we're not. Let me see here. SMU is is nine. USC. It's got to be on there. 
USC is fifth right now. Who is the other one you said? Penn State. Oh, USC. still Penn State isn't uh, – remember, th- those aren't vacated anymore. Oh. Oh, yeah. that's right. Remember, all their crimes went away because they, they paid a $60 million fine and they were still on TV every week. Okay. It was a real big punishment if you remember. But, all right. So Penn State, actually, it's technically not on there, but you got two of them, USC, SMU. Uh, you want us to keep guessing? Yeah, just keep just keep rolling down the okay. list. Anyone you think? Baylor, Baylor. Uh, no. Yeah, Baylor. No, they're not. Uh, wow. There's also like a discrepancy. Like Texas Tech is supposed to vacate wins, but they haven't agreed to it or something. So like, I was gonna the, say Texas Tech because of the Mike Leach thing. Yeah, but the, but there's like they have in the comments of the games that are supposed to be vacated and go, this win is supposed to be vacated, but Texas Tech hasn't, which I don't think. Sounds like that's supposed to be how it works. You're supposed to just vacate them and it's done. But, <laughs> right. but uh, no, Baylor's not one of them. I'll give you two more misses, and I'll just go down the list here. Oh, man. So somebody we would not things. think of, Harvard. No. <laughs> I like it. I like everything in the old school. Yeah. Think. Start thinking where, where, where college football is at, the, south, the southeast. Bama. They're Miami. number two. They're number two. Bama is number two at 21 vacated wins. Just so we can keep it going, Ole Miss is number one. I I, I need to look into what they did, but they have 33 vacated wins. Bama, wow. 21. Tied with them is Notre Dame at 21. North Carolina with 16. USC at 14, we mentioned. Florida State has 12. The one I thought you guys would get is Ohio State with 12. Uh, Syracuse with 11. Yikes. Uh, SMU at 10, and then California at 4. Hmm. Yeah, a, a lot of wow. teams you wouldn't expect, and I'm sure it's a lot of incidents that we probably haven't even heard about, but I, I thought it was really interesting Ole Miss being at the top at 33. Right. That's crazy. So, and shit, actually, taking that drink, I forgot to mention it. Before we get in, anyone drinking anything interesting? Joey, you had crack in the, uh, the other day. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I have another crack in right now. I'll be right back. Trent, what do you got? A little, little bush light? No. Uh, well, you see here. I just texted upstairs to my wife. Hey, I need a beer. Hey, babe. <laughs> Give me a uh, brew. Should be on its way. Oh. Uh, it's it's uh, a <laughs> Michelob cold and light. You know, when people are looking like Andrew Tate and they're looking for all the alpha men, I mean, they just need to look at Pulse of the Heartland. Look at us. We're just yeah. the alphas here, right? That's right. I just oh, got I those just... chowing down. Say, I just got a text that says I'm coming with her beers. I wonder if she's watching. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Katrina. Joey, what, what were you chowing on now? We're talking about being alpha oh. males. And you're talking about chowing. Well, I was chowing down my four enchilada and Mexican food that I got oh. from DoorDash. And Trent's like, well, I just got DoorDash too. So Mine was Hawkeyes or hot dogs. Did you, could you hear that? Uh-uh. Shit, I didn't. What'd you say? She just handed me my beer and goes, your wife's actually listening, so you should just calm down. <laughs> Thanks, Katrina. We, we appreciate yeah. it. Thank you very much. So oh, my new one tonight is called Cryostash. I told you last night that this Hop Valley mm. um, has like a this cryo hops or whatever. Um, so yeah, I'm going to try this one. Uh Decent oh, yeah. opening. Sounds crispy. It is good. 
It is also 8.4%. Ooh. Was IPA? 8.7%. Um, and it, yeah, it's an IPA, and it does not taste like it. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Joe, we know the urges are going to come later. We, we know the urges are going to come later after a couple beers. Keep your shirt on, please. All right. Th- that's. That's for the VIP stream after that people have to pay for. Yeah. Yo. A little taste there. <laughs> so speaking of Sweet Joey's and his IP, love of IPAs and my <laughs> hatred of IPAs, uh, went and played golf at Prairie Green in Sioux Falls. And there's a place uh, just um, right next to the golf course. It's called Looks. And it's like a big grocery store, like a restaurant. Now they have like a brewery and stuff in there. And they had one of their beers on tap at the golf course. And I was like, oh, I just found out about the brewery yesterday. I want to try their beer. And the only thing they had on tap was an IPA. So I got it. And it was their IPA was pretty good. Keep, yeah. keep exploring yeah. new things, Trent. All, yeah. IPAs are pretty delicious. Trent, my favorite beer in the world is O'Fallon. This was a Five unicorn. What is it? Well, O'Fallon Five Day IPA. It is the. Okay. Least hoppy IPA I've ever had. It is super fucking smooth. Brian's had it because I forced them to go to the brewery with us. And uh, it is delicious. I gave it a five star on untapped. Next time we have a Pulse of the Heartland group meeting and live that we've never had before, I will bring a whole case of that. And we can all enjoy the best beer in the it world. Will be and the you will not that IPA. Yeah. Exactly. Hell yeah. Well, make sure you bring those when we have our first huddle up. So... But uh, well, all right. Well, well, we'll get to what the people are looking for here. Uh, week eight recap. Uh, looks like Trent's going a little behind, but he'll—I'm sure he'll have some stuff to say about Iowa, um, Ohio State fifty-four, Iowa ten. You know, Joey, why, why don't you just hop into it? What What are you? Uh, how you feeling on that one? <laughs> I mean, it was is what I said it was going to be. Uh, first half, they kept it close. If it wasn't for that pick six at the end of the half. Um, it would have been in twenty to uh, twenty to ten, and yeah. who knows at that point? I mean, obviously, I knew. Uh, and then Ohio State went on went on a rampage because the defense got tired and the offense can't get off the field, so or can't stay mm-hmm. on the field. Uh, it's just disappointing every week to watch this offense struggle. I don't like watching it anymore. Um, I'm going to keep watching it because I'm a Hawkeye fan and I love the defense, yeah. but. We'll see what happens with Northwestern. Uh, the over-under on that is 37.5. I would never, ever touch that over. Uh, both teams really stink. So we'll see. Yeah, Northwestern I, may not win a game on U.S. soil this year. That that would actually be pretty funny. One win, mm-hmm. but it's in fucking Ireland. So. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I like you said, I don't think the momentum changed too much when we had uh, <clears throat> with the uh, – Pick six at the end there. I think Ohio State was going to do what they wanted. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was it was very convi- uh, encouraging early on. The seven three interception. You're like two minutes in. You're like, oh, now of course, you know we're going to have an offensive bonanza. But shocker, it was a defensive touchdown. That what what happened and and I, I don't know. I don't think like you said we all expected, but I mean Ohio State. The the one big strength that Iowa has always had is tight ends and line. And my goodness, that that Ohio State line is scary, dude. They, they it would be like I, mm-hmm. I don't even think Padillas, Padilla, Peyton Manning doesn't matter who you'd have back there. They were getting through within about half a second through that offensive line like Swiss cheese, and they were just doing right. doing what they wanted last week. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it, it's crazy how good how good they can be and how they just reload every year. But uh, mm-hmm. I still think their lines aren't as good as Michigan. So I again, I'm now that both teams have played Iowa, I'm really looking forward to that game. If Michigan can control the ball, I think that they, I think they're going to upset Ohio State. But I mean, both teams look great right now. I just. I don't know. You you look at the lines a lot, a lot more, and I and I think you're probably closer to right on that. I just can't jump on. Ohio State had number five Notre Dame. They've had they've played some good teams, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know they did have the better score versus Iowa. I just the thing that's holding me back on Michigan is just that cupcake out of conference when you're going. Oh yeah, they're undefeated. They they haven't even like they're they're averaging fifty points a game. It's like. Well, you're putting up 69 points against Colorado State and Hawaii, and you know all these. No offense, nobodies. You know when, when you're right. Michigan, and they got all the they got the same thing next year. So I I don't know. I'm, I'm still not 100 sold on Michigan, but I guess I haven't been tuning in all the big noon games like you have. I think the the running joke was like they followed Michigan for a month straight. It just mm-hmm. crazy. Yep, and, and I mean, and I I agree with you. I see exactly what you're saying, but. The like opponents, you know, um, the the Iowa, I, I guess, is the only like opponent probably. But then the way they annihilated Penn State in the second half and just showed that, you know, once that they could assert their dominance, they did. Um, that's it's a, that's a whole nother level of greatness that I think that they have themselves. So I uh, I don't know. I'm really looking forward to that game. Um, we'll see if they're both undefeated at that time, and I'll make my pick then. But yeah, right now I'm I would lean towards Michigan. With the points because they'll be the underdog because it's at Ohio State. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, Michigan on that. I know it, it, it's a bit early and and everyone doesn't really want to be talking about uh, playoffs scenarios just yet until it maybe gets a little clearer. What a one loss Michigan or Ohio State doesn't go to the Big Ten championship, but it's a close, uh, it's close game. Um, do do both of them make the playoffs? I mean, it's the same type of thing that you have with Tennessee, Georgia, in the mm-hmm. SEC East. If one of them, well, yeah, well, yeah. But I mean, if uh, Bama's probably going to win that West, I mean, it's going to take a lot for them not to go to the SEC championship game. Um, and, but yeah. like, if George, the loser of the Georgia-Tennessee game, doesn't go to the SEC championship game, um, if that the winner destroys Bama in that championship game. Did both of those make it? I mean, do we get two SEC, two Big Ten teams? I mean, I don't know. That'd be that'd be well, super that, shitty. I don't want to see that because, God, I would never hear the fucking end of it from you two. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it would just be uh, – would we not be a good thing. Right, exactly. But, no, just imagine the, the loser of the Georgia – Tennessee game, if it's a close one, gets to say, well, it's because we, we you know, lost one of the top teams in the country. Bama goes undefeated. They beat whoever in the NCAA, the NCAA or uh, the uh, SEC championship game. We have the same scenario with Mi- Michigan, Ohio State. Now we got five teams. They're five powerhouses. They might, the NCAA might make the exception and just put a fifth team just so all the brands can get in. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Wouldn't be the first time they've changed rules to benefit Ohio State. I don't know, man. No, I I understand what you're saying. It happens. Uh, so I do want to. Po- I I I am somehow, some way. But uh, I have to bring this up because I brought it up last night on the NFL pod when I called the Denver Broncos the uh, Iowa Hawkeyes of the NFL. 
I'm going to read off the offensive stats for both teams here real quick. Um, for, points uh, per game. Western and I- what two teams? I'm sorry. No, Iowa and the Denver Broncos. Because <laughs> okay. last night on okay. the NFL pod, I said that they were, you know, two peas of a pod, and one was the NFL equivalent of the Iowa Hawkeyes. So points per game for Iowa, you've got 14.0. Denver is going 14.3. Total points, total. 98 for Iowa, 100 for Denver. Total touchdowns for Iowa, 10. Total touchdowns for Denver, 8. Man, this is, it's super fucking ironic and super fucking uncanny. Uncanny. Like it's, yeah, passing. Uh, Denver is 140, 140 uh, completions for 244 attempts. Iowa has 98 completions on 186 uh, attempts. I mean, it's just, so five point five yards per pass for Iowa, six point eight for Denver. Like these offenses are terrible. And if anyone they tells have, you that one of these, go ahead. They, they also both have teams with quarterbacks that everyone knows their name because they're so bad too, right? Well, yeah, exactly. And I mean, one is overpaying a quarterback like crazy, and the other one is overpaying a, a coach and an offensive coordinator. So, yeah, two peas of a pod. <laughs> I was, I, as much as I don't want to, which defense has more points, Iowa or Denver? That's got to be Iowa. I mean, they've got three it's touchdowns. Right yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, I, I, I you know what the, the, you know what the sad thing is, and, and just to like, this is where I talk about how we could always joke about how bad Iowa is, haha. And we've even joked mm-hmm. about this stat. Did you see Bill Conley did the did the homework and put the advanced analytics in there? and said if Iowa would have punted on first down every down last week, they would have actually won by uh, – they would have actually been a closer game. Mm-hmm. I specifically remember someone in our text group, I don't know, four weeks ago saying, Iowa should just punt on first down, get field control, punt on first down, get field control, punt on first – until they get in a field goal range and they kick a goddamn field goal. Like, yep. how hard would that be? If your defense is going to be out there anyway after three and out, just – Make all your tight ends and offensive linemen defensive linemen so they can rotate and then don't even have an offense, just fucking have punts and special teams. And yeah, that's all you need. There you go. It's as yep. simple as that. You just don't play mm-hmm. one side of the ball and you just play one at NFL caliber level at NCAA. It's it's super easy. Well, I mean, they're barely playing that side of the ball anyway, so why why yeah. even worry about it? So I no, guess uh, you know, I, go, go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say they need to, first off, like we've all said, they need to get rid of Brian Ferentz after the season. They just mm-hmm. need to get, first off, this isn't the offensive coordinator's fault. This is the, uh, this is where we need to just step back and Kirk needs to step back and allow whoever he hires as offensive coordinator, just do his thing. Because you see teams that are, that are like, I was looking at UCF stats, they're putting up over 500 yards a game. They're doing more with less talent. Iowa has the talent. Look at Charlie Rose or uh, Rose, Charlie Jones that went to Purdue. He, he's <laughs> he's Rose. competing with one Charlie Rose. Fuck. Uh, but it, we have Charlie Jones that's com- that's going to be competing as one of the top wide receivers this year. You mm-hmm. have the talent there. Why? Like I just don't get how he can't step back. And again, it's got twenty five years at the helm, a qu- quarter of a century. It's going to be tough to let go of some control, but I mean, like, you offense is where it is right now in in college. In in Mm defense, if you just let whoever on offense do whatever, he knows he's got Phil Parker, and he knows he's got people that are going to take care of the other side of the ball. So just 
let back get some of these these preferably like a Mac or a smaller school that has to do more with the athletes because they're going to be competing in these bowls without these other larger programs. Just but mm-hmm. let them loose, man. Let, break into the 21st century. We do have a thing called forward passing. Just it's it just frustrating to watch a game. They're not even fun games to watch because like half the time you're watching this defense force Ohio State in a three and out, and you're like, all right, C.J. Stroud, he can't do nothing. I mean, you held Ohio State to 200 right. less yards than their average, and it was they still had a forced fumble and a. Yeah, they had a forced fumble and a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Iowa had a lead in that game, which is the crazy, shitty, weird thing. So, yeah. <laughs> so I know we wrestled for the same coach in high school. I'm not going to name names or anything, but I know you know that he kind of just ignored anyone that was above a certain weight class, and you were just kind of there to fill a spot, even if you were good. Kirk has the opposite. If you were, you know, a, a small guy that runs routes for him, he like just doesn't give a shit about you and only does his own, own thing. So, yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I don't want to keep bitching about it because it, it just gets old. I know our viewers uh, kind of think it's comical sometimes, but yeah, it's it. So the point where I, I don't want to uh, dwell on it too much mm-hmm. anymore. I'm just kind of over it. So. Two points that I want to rush through because I think it's important. One, we said it at the very beginning. I think it's a cowardly move and a bitch move to put Padilla in the yes. second half and basically go, well, we, we we gave him a shot. It's like in the second half versus the number two team in the country. You know, yep. that that's not a real shot. He should have the whole Northwestern game, if you want my opinion, oh, which God, I yeah. think they might do. Mm-hmm. I think he should have started uh, the Ohio State mm-hmm. game. Like, just let him have that whole thing. But, yeah. Could you imagine if he would have had some kind of momentum right after that forced fumble recovery? Then they go three and out with Ohio State, or Ohio State went down and got a field goal. But then they come, they have the lead still. Like, fuck me, man. It was yeah, tough to watch. And then the only last thing I wanted, and Trent, welcome back here. Um, Thanks. The only, the glad only to be back. Thing, glad to be back. The only thing I wanted to bring up was Kirk's comments in the interviews. He he did come back and like kind of redact them and apologize for him today, which. Honestly, I'm I'm over it. I don't think I don't think Iowa fans are. I, I think they're still stewing about that as well about giving the kind of shitty attitude of well, basically like well like our text thread. End of the day, I'm still me, and these writers are still them. You know, that's kind right. of a shitty thing to say when you're making forty two million dollars. Yep, and it's a shitty thing to say when you're being indicted in a lawsuit because you uh, broke up a committee to talk about how bad your system is and everything. I mean, it's just a very, very bad look for parents right now. Um, He's not going to retire because that buyout's $42 million. Why the hell would you sit down? Or why the hell would you leave and just have that money not be there type of thing? So, uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting what he does in the offseason. I wouldn't be surprised, like Corey's saying, I wouldn't be surprised if he just gives the – University and fans, another big FU, big old middle finger, and says, fuck it, Brian's going to be my uh, assistant coach, and he's going to coach special teams and defense now, too. So, yeah. You know, uh, th- honestly, that would be the best thing. Get Just get him away from the offense. You are now the assistant coach. It's like you're now vice president. There's no real job when you're doing being the vice president. You just have the label, you know. That would, right. but honestly, if no matter what I would do next year, then is everyone would just go nepotism that that that's becoming a national story is everyone looking like how did the sun get hired with nepotism laws mm-hmm. and just insane man yep. yeah so i listened to the dan levitard show which is a mostly miami podcast which 
yes, as part of the reason that I said Miami was going to be back this year. But uh, yeah, they uh, even they're like, man, this whole drama going on with Iowa, their offense is so bad, and their coaches just like are defiant in saying how it's not really their fault and blah blah blah, and it's everyone else, and they'll get it straightened out. And it's like, well, no, you won't. We're the worst fucking offense in the in the nation. I mean. <laughs> Again, the only offense that's as bad as ours is the Denver Broncos. So, and they play against professional defenses. Yeah. So, Trent, you got any any other feelings about uh, Iowa there? Yeah. So you say Kirk Ferentz's buyouts was it forty two million? He gets fully guaranteed the whatever his salary is, right? Yeah, it's forty two million. He signed till twenty twenty nine. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Every year, yeah. Goes so forty-two down. I bet million. I mean, if I were him, forty-two million, I'd I'd just be trying to get fired. Yeah, I, I think he's smart. <laughs> I think he's smart. I mean, it, 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 For forty-two million, I would do whatever it took to get fired. The, the the thing that makes me most sad is like I see every year they do the big recruiting like splashes on Twitter and stuff, and people have committed and blah blah blah. I haven't seen a single fucking thing. On, on Twitter for commitments or people wanting to come in. And it's like, we can't even get defensive players to come in. And our defense is fucking stellar. And we can't get commits yeah. right now. It's crazy. It's insane. You, I just think there's think a lot of national distaste for the Ferences at the moment. I think, well, yeah. the defense, I think you've still had your recruits up to this year. And we've mentioned it before. I think it's just right now, Offensive players are seeing these stats. They they've seen the offense you run. They're seeing the stats are run. You know they see the West Western Kentuckys. If you're a mid tier recruit, why not go to Western Kentucky and, and either be a quarterback to pass for five thousand yards or a receiver to pa- catch for eleven hundred mm-hmm. rather than go to Iowa? I, I looked at your stats and and just again kind of funny. Tight end was the leading receiver at six hundred yards. Number two was a right. was a wide receiver. At uh, 400. I mean, these Mm -hmm. recruits look at these numbers and go, I want to be the next blank. Do you not think there's anyone that is potentially, you know, in Ankeny or in Iowa going, I want to be the next Xavier Hutchinson? They're they're saying that. They're saying on the difference, I want to be the next Jack Campbell. No one's saying I want to be the next wide receiver at Iowa. No one's, uh, you know, maybe the next tight end, maybe the next lineman, but not wide receiver. Yeah, it's it's crazy because a lot of those kids are putting up those stats in like four games in high school. And they're like, if I'm not even going to be able to do that in college for a whole season, fuck that. So crazy, crazy times Char- we live Charlie in. Jo- last thing, and then we'll move on to another game. Uh, Charlie Jones, he had 21 catches last year. I'm pretty sure this year he's up to 72 already. Mm-hmm. We're not even. We're barely halfway through the season. He has three times as many catches in a new offense. About to be best wide receiver in college football. The yep. I always get around Belichnikov. Yep, I think that's the receiver. Yeah, I knew it. But all right, let, let's move I on. Just it. so we're, we're <laughs> just we're not down to the dumps the whole time. Uh, Baylor they outlasted Kansas. I think uh, if, if it's between you and me, thankfully Clark isn't here because I, I don't want him to uh, feel sad about it. But I think the fairy tale of Kansas is over between the injury to their quarterback and. They caught all the right breaks early on. I I don't know if they win another game this year. Yeah, they're on a bye this week, so I don't know if they get healthy. What is their quarterback's injury? Is he going to be back this year? I haven't heard. He was disputing the claims last week on Twitter. They're like, he's going to be out the rest of the year. And then he he retweeted and goes, 
first time I heard that, you know, so you're, I was okay. thinking he's going to be back next week, but then Bean was flicking it around. So I don't know. So, I mean, this game, it was 35 to 23. I don't think it was that close. I mean, Baylor no. was up 28 to three in the first half. And, you know, KU scored three touchdowns, straight touchdowns to come within five and then Baylor put it away. Um, but I, I mean, I think Baylor kind of had it in cruise control there and let KU back in this game. Baylor kind of does that. I, Iowa State was completely out of our game, and then they yeah. kind of let us back in, and it looked good, only seven points, but we were out of it by the third quarter. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, K- TCU, that, that one was a crazy game. First off, Kansas State needs to uh, start Howard at their quarterback. They're, they're backup. I, I, I know Adrian Martinez is a good story, but any and throw any interceptions, but they were leading 28 to 10, mostly because their backup quarterback Howard was making plays and able to run and threw a touchdown to uh, uh, Cade Warner, Kurt Warner's son. And, yeah. but t- TCU, they're, they're a tough out. They just come back in every game. They're down 28, 10 and able to come back to final 38, 28. I mean, yeah, 28 uh, straight I, points. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of starting to believe in, in TCU potentially national level, because I mean, you can hmm. always, you can say that they shouldn't have been down by that much, but how many teams have the wherewithal and be able to come back and with from that far down and win those types of games too? Yeah, because I think I texted you guys. I said uh, TCU's getting exposed here, and then mm-hmm. that's when their comeback started. It was twenty ten, I think, when I uh, texted that. Yeah, we we had a group, we had a group bet going on on Saturday night when we were watching that game live, and it was just we we were all down and out because we all we had all picked TCU, and then by the third quarter, right? Oh, okay, we're starting to come back, and then they they just had all the momentum at that point. Yep. Now they've gotten lucky. Where I think it was the last four games they've played backup quarterbacks every time, so there is a little luck in it, but you can only play who you play. I mean, they, we're, we're all they're all playing Power Five teams at this point. The backup at Oklahoma State should be just as good, not just as good, but they should be good enough to be able to, you know, navigate the, navigate through a game. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but West Virginia playing. Their you, remember and... you remember, remember that. You remember that. You only you can only play who you play when two Big Ten teams are in the playoffs. Yeah, there, there we go. And three SEC teams, right? They're they're just right. going to combine. The, the loser of the SEC championship game and the one that's sitting out. The, we'll have we'll have ten Bama in there. We'll just combine ten of Bama. No, I thought you were gonna say you can only play who you play when when they release the schedule for next year, Joey. Mm-hmm. Well, there's that too, but that's all yeah, right. I'll it, wait till next year. And, and and with it being fourteen teams, we're about to see it in the Big Twelve as well because we like to be all high and mighty saying it's round robin. We get to play everyone, which has been nice. It, it literally you it proves every year who is the best team because you played them every single year. But like Iowa, but between not only Iowa being on the other side, but because of the protected rivalries between both Michigan and Ohio State, it, it is just funny seeing them in a decade. You play the top team three times and the second best team only half the time. Yeah, that, so you want to hear true. Iowa's. Starting next year, you know, the Big 12 has always beat their chest like the Big 12, a true champion. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's going to change next year. Do you want to hear Iowa's conference schedule next year? 
yeah, let's hear it. At Penn State versus Michigan State versus Purdue at Wisconsin versus Minnesota at Northwestern versus Rutgers versus Illinois and versus Nebraska. I, I can't make that up. We don't play Michigan or Ohio State, and yeah. Penn State might be the only top 25 team that we play next year. We still might go four and eight. Honestly, yeah, the, the Illinois is the, the secret <laughs> one. I, I would say it, not only Illinois might still be back if if uh, Brett Bielema is still there, um, but yep. you also, I mean, Wisconsin, if they bring anyone competent or if that Jim Leonard, if they bring him on, Wisconsin should be back. Um, Nebraska won't have Scott Frost. It's not the easiest schedule that we've seen as well. So. Yeah, but I mean, not having Michigan or Ohio State, I mean, the only other team that – would be great to not have on that schedule is Penn State because we play we have yeah. to play the other ones they're in the they're in the West so do you think they're gonna fake any injuries this time Joey I keep hearing that from Iowa fans from last year no no you don't not this one <laughs> Hawkeye Wilkes I'm we're gonna ban Corey from the chat here because I've never been an Iowa fan in my life I laugh every time they lose it brings me joy to my heart this is what we're talking about here. What a dick. Wait, screen sharing here. Wilkes talks a lot about Iowa. Yeah, I talk a lot of shit about Iowa. Corey, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you on, on Saturday about... How, oh, my God, that is disgusting. Hawkeye's Wilkes. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, but no. Uh, like, like you said, though, but but you know, in years past, if you would have offered Iowa State a the ability to... um, Hey, do you want to just not play Texas and Oklahoma this year? Yes, 100%. We would have taken that every single time, so... And then, and then we get a we have an eight win season. We go well. We we only can only play who we play. So yeah, you know we've we've always you know back when the Big Twelve had twelve teams and you couldn't play everybody. It'd be is nice to avoid them, but it's even better now that Iowa State is good enough to compete with them because those games were not competitive back when we had twelve teams. And now that we're good, it's like I want to play Oklahoma and Texas every year. Yeah, yeah, bring them on. And yeah, yeah. we if this we'll get them in the been, non-con now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Texas is going to play Iowa State in the non-conference because because <laughs> of all of their recruiting background in, in Ankeny, Iowa. They're going to come up to Ames to. That, that, that has always been the tough thing about both about both schools, and we've we've always complained about it. Is our out of conference is because we have to recruit within this area. That that's where we get probably some of our better recruits that are bought into both systems, but. God, it just sucks when you see, you know, like, oh, remember when Texas used to play Ohio State back in the day and Ohio State, mm-hmm. Oklahoma back in the day, and you'd see the, the Oregon, Georgia earlier this year. You're seeing these uh, BYU, Baylor. You're seeing these great out-of-conference games, and then it's just always the Cyhawk every year, you know, and, and we don't want to schedule another good team because we got we to gotta get a couple cupcakes in there to, to beat on someone too, you know. That's just it. We got to get I'm- our two wins against – Northern Iowa in Toledo because yeah. you know we play Iowa every year and that's just that game's a dog fight every year and you know, it ain't no guaranteed win for either team you know mm-hmm. Joey I got nothing I, I agree with you guys I, I get tired of oh. playing cupcakes I wish I honestly wish there was more uh I wish there was more Pac-12 involvement for the Big Ten and Big 12. Uh, I know that like Oregon, Georgia, like they usually play an SEC team. Like I would love for Iowa to go out before now. I mean, obviously UCLA and USC are coming in in two years, but 
I just really wish that we would have played more out there. I mean, that's a huge recruiting stomping ground that we could have played. I mean, I hate, hate Arizona State. And that's mostly because of wrestling. But if you get a few Hawkeye fans going out there talking to some wrestlers and shit, tell them to go to Iowa. Fuck, I love that. Bring it on. That's what I was just going to say. Joey, you might be the only person that would love this idea. What if they had late in the year, early in the wrestling season, late in the football season, a dual weekend where on a Friday or Saturday night they had a – they had a football game, Iowa, Arizona State, and then Sunday afternoon they had the wrestling meet. Well, yeah, so they usually do the uh, stadium meet between Iowa and Oklahoma State, whether it's at Kinnick or at uh, Cowboy Stadium. This year they don't wrestle them till way in the late in the season, but then they always have that Friday night, and then it's usually like fucking Northwestern or Rutgers on Saturday, but you can buy tickets for both. I think that's a great idea. Like, make it so that they wrestle Arizona State and then play UCLA the next day. Like, that's awesome. I love that. Corey's chiming in. We play ACC or SEC. He would love that. Well, if you could choose one, sure, you'd still get to play Iowa State. If you could have one true out of conference team that you'd love to play right now, who would it be? Every year, like it's a rival every year. I don't know, just one off. Sure, every year. I, you can make up the rules. It's our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go either Miami, West Virginia, yeah. LSU, uh, <laughs> my five favorite teams. Um, Dude, my, yeah, Miami, I think that'd be fun. I, I would like I would yeah. like a one-and-one one with Miami. First off, seeing mm-hmm. all the corn-fed Iowa fans, filling, filling that stadium because Miami doesn't go to their games. They, their fans are mm-hmm. kind of crappy that way. But then I would love to see late in the year the Miami fans and the secret Miami fans up Ma- here. You know they're just shifting them up in, up in Iowa still. Miami so, comes to Ames on Black Friday. It's like, <laughs> you know, 10 degrees <laughs> and snowing. How yeah. awesome would that be? Because yeah. you know earlier in that week it's 75, sunny, beautiful, women in bikinis on rollerblades. I can't know. I don't know if that's a real life or just a movie. That I'm it's just an 80s there. movie thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. It, and if we go off of what you guys are talking about, like pushing it to later in the season, you know, when Alabama usually has their cupcake uh, out of conference stuff. But, yeah, yeah, if you push it to later in the season, that's basically like another bowl game for some for like the Midwest teams, you know, we can all. Yeah, I'll travel to Florida. But yeah, I uh, I really now that I am talking more, um, which I need to shut up a little bit. But uh, I really like that Iowa, you know, Hawkeye wrestling recruiting weekend where we play Oklahoma State or Arizona State, like the out of conference rivals for wrestling, and then just make it a dual meet before that, like in early November. That'd be that'd be fucking sick. Now that I talk about that. Thank you, Corey, yeah, for that they, idea. They, they, I bet you they could have more of those types of events. Like, it would be harder to, you know, they're not going to change the whole scheme of college football around it. But it would be cool to have, like, a like in Oklahoma State, this is the Iowa week, and we're playing Iowa in volleyball. Mm-hmm. We're playing Iowa in basketball. We're playing, you know, just every sport come down, they charter down. Iowa has a huge weekend. You could sell a whole, you know, a weekend pass to both sets of fans. I think it would be kind of – Fun idea. It would never happen. So this is really fun fantasy, but right. And but you could like do that idea. Uh, yeah, you could do hotel groups. You, you could do like a bus to and from. Like, say they came to Oregon State to go to Corvallis. They're another big wrestling school in the Pac-12. Like, they could do a whole bus train out here and then bus train back for five hundred dollars. You get a hotel room and a bus ticket for the whole weekend and tickets. Like that'd be fucking cool. If you. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Matt. I mean, if you our, uh, 
Jack, did, I'll explain it in a little bit. Yeah, if you did this like rivalry, I, I'm going back to this rivalry thing. Like one, so say like Iowa State would play Minnesota, mm-hmm. like in every so like you could do football, you could do volleyball, you could do wrestling. If you did it late enough the season, you yeah. could do men's and women's basketball. Like do it all over like one week. Like that would be sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would be difficult because obviously if you're a football team, you'd have to have you'd be sharing the practice field and, and moving around there and be a little shenanigans that way. But yeah, I mean, I kind of like the idea, the idea of just you, t- you take a week off of work that, you know, every working man, we don't have many of those, but you get, you can see two great teams playing in every single sport. You can go down to a different, uh, you know, you can go down to Stillwater and, and go to Oklahoma city for a day and then come back for a basketball game or whatever, you know, it would just, you know, so if, something this, different. if this ever happens, um, we we talked about it here first, okay? Right, money credit for this. Trademark said on uh, October twenty seventh, uh, twenty twenty two, Pulse Heartland changed the world. Yes. <laughs> you know, now that we're talking about this, why why don't we? Why do Iowa and Iowa State not do that? Like, they could push our rivalry till you know November ish. They could do it Black Friday, and everyone's out of school. Imagine the fan bases that would go there, and then you could have. Uh, Black Friday be wrestling, women's basketball, then Saturday could uh, late night could be men's basketball, and then all day Saturday tailgating and fucking around football, football game. Yeah, that'd be fun as shit. That'd be awesome. Right. Get on yeah. it, universities. Come on, figure it out. I- I've always wanted Iowa and Iowa State to play late in the year because I always think, first off, this is the first year that Campbell's actually early in the year been able to prove that he could get them to win early in the year. But I always think we're both teams are going to be better later in the season. You know, I've always mm-hmm. wanted that. So, yeah. But yeah. yeah, no, just being able to combine to like make a sports weekend. And I'm, and I'm sure they kind of do that already, like the volleyball game and football. But I'm talking like a whole week of basketball games, wrestling, right. everything, you know? Yeah. I mean, you could have uh, what's uh, Iowa State's basketball stadium? Um, Hilton? Hilton. Hilton. Yeah. You could have Hilton or Carver full all day on Black Friday. And then all day Saturday, the you can even do it with because of the proximity. You could do all of the wrestling and basketball games are in one city, and then the football games over in the other one, and then vice versa the next year type thing, which would be cool. So once we get Sidetown in there, things will be much more possible. Sidetown, oh yeah. Haven't heard any name change yet. That's the only disappointing part so far. Yep. So um, you last don't like thing. I don't know. It's it's it sounds fake. I know it's a fake town right now that they're talking about. I wish, like, I don't know. Psy Center doesn't sound any better. I don't think there's a good name for it. You can just make it Psy Town, and everyone can rejoice on how lame it sounds. But we're together at that point. But why couldn't they do uh, or Cyclone Alley? Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, if, if the university trademarks it, why don't we just, oh. instead of it being like our merchandise and the student thing, just change the alley. It's a literal alley between Hilton and and Jack Trice. Why not just change? I, I agree. Right. So, yep. so I just got a text that from Katrina saying she's still listening. So, oh no, <laughs> woman, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> sounds empty. <laughs> oh, that, that would be pretty legit. I, Iowa, Iowa State on the field. 
I would say mm-hmm. you, you'd fill both stadiums every time, the the, the lower bowl, oh, yeah. where, where you'd be able to see anyways. Mm-hmm. Yep. Have wrestling in the morning so they don't have to cut weight all day. The weigh-ins could be early the, or the night before. Then they can, you know, feast with their families while they're watching basketball and then all day Saturday play football or watch football. So I think it's a great idea. I, I can t- I can tell you Iowans can have proved they, they'll still tailgate a wrestling meet at 11 a.m. in the morning. They'll be tailgating for six hours before that. Fuck yeah, man. I usually have a brisket going for most of them, so. Oh, God. <laughs> the night before, ready for the wrestling meet. But, um, yeah. Only other one I wanted to recap from last week was uh, Oklahoma State beat Texas 31-30, or 41-34. Uh, my Sarkate continues. He is officially – this isn't even hate. This is just a factual fact. They are uh, – Sark is 10-10 and 10 at Texas. He is 100% completely average 500. Uh, some schools would kill for that. Yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> I kill for 500 right now. It's impossible at seven well, games, but I kill for 500. I mean, a couple years ago, Iowa State, you know, a couple years, a decade ago, five of, you know, if we won 10 out of 20 games, it'd be a big deal. If, uh, if, if I saw that, uh, I, I think we'd be more realistic fans, Trent, where if we were, if we were going 500, but we had however many millions more in the RF led budget like the Longhorns do, I uh, I think we'd be equally pissed because where the fuck yep. is this money going if we're not winning? You know. Yep. So, um, well, I would say let's go on to the uh, next week game because I, I can see that we got a couple, we got a Boomer sooner and a, and a Hawkeye getting riled up in the chat here. So we'll, we'll say, get to the big game. I think you need to reply here. to. I think you need to reply to a few things in the chat before we move on. Oh too. God, which ones? The the the, uh, the shirt. Oh yeah, the the shirt. Yeah. Um. So about I think it was six years ago. I I got made the shirt about when was the last time Iowa State had won in in Norman, Oklahoma, because no one had remembered it had been so long. And then we had a, a middle linebacker play quarterback, and we beat Oklahoma number three quarterback, our uh, number three Oklahoma in Norman. And our and our Boomer fan in the chat here was there in person. He said it was not a fun sight to see. He said he he's mm. he's been in Gaylord Stadium many times, and he's never heard of that quiet before. <laughs> so, so I, I remember I just, that. I'm, I was I'm his house on Saturday to watch the game to watch Iowa State beat Oklahoma again. Not much of accomplishment this year, but with our season, I'll take it. Yeah, I remember that. I was on the golf course, just got a tee time down in Kansas at Sand Creek yep. Station. Just wasn't even paying attention to my phone. I knew the game was going. I was like, "Work, third string quarterback, we're getting killed. Don't matter." And like, yeah. I'm just. And then I just happened to check ESPN. I'm like, "Whoa, fourth quarter." And I started following it, and then we won. I, I could not believe it. But that, that was also a lot before we actually had proved we could win some of these 500 games. That was a lot of times where it would be like, oh, it's close. Well, let's see how we can embarrassingly lose this game. Mm-hmm. And that was the one where you're like, you like, ear, ear, watch you clean your eyes because, oh, my God, we actually pulled it off and won, you know? So yeah. So th- that, that was it. I just want to make sure Matthew saw that I, I'm wearing the, uh, the the good luck shirt for this weekend here. But um, <laughs> Oklahoma is coming to Ames. Both teams are coming off a bye, so both teams should be fresh here. Oklahoma is a one and a half point favorite at Iowa State over under at 56. It is playing at 11 o'clock on uh, FS1. Trent, what are your feelings on the game? I feel good about this. Oklahoma cannot stop 
the run. They're giving up like 200 and something yards of rushing <laughs> every week. Um, maybe that's what Drill Brock and I don't know. Is Cartavius Norton, is he back healthy? Um, that's what they need, I think. Um, Iowa State can't, they haven't been running the ball great. They need a bad rushing defense. Uh, and hopefully that, yeah, hopefully that uh, opens up the passing game and we throw something down the field uh, like they did last week versus Texas because um, that seemed to work. So, um, but I, I would love to see Iowa State beat Oklahoma again at home. That would be great. See ya. Goodbye. Go to the SEC. Get stomped there. I sorry. So the the app I use doesn't have a doesn't have the injury report here. Yeah. I right now I'll be honest. I'm going to assume that it's going to be limited on both of them until I hear more. Um, I I kind of feel the same way, man. It it's it's funny just as long as both teams have fun. But what about That's the right. fans, Nikki? Come on. Um, yep. But, you know, the, the one thing I, I, I agree, if we can get the run game going a little bit and Oklahoma's defense hasn't proven that they can stop a running team yet, just get a little bit of pressure off of Hunter. So Because, again, I he was improving in that Texas game, but he does not have the, he does not have the uh, pocket presence, I guess, to really be – I guess I don't know if that, that's some they're pressuring us because there has been no run game the last couple weeks, but he, his pocket presence all season hasn't been that great. Um, I just I think this will be a good pick me up game, oddly enough, versus Oklahoma. The weird thing is, like, you know, I and Boomer can can uh, attest to this is, you know, I think Lincoln affected Oklahoma a lot more than people expected. Yeah. You know, not, not only just taking a crap ton of five star recruits to USC and they all transferred out. I, I just think it, it kind of, you know, the in, the inside Oklahoma is kind of corroded now. You brought in the best defensive coordinator, ex Oklahoma player or ex Oklahoma coach, has won national championships in the past. You know you, you got to get over those humps. So I don't know what. I, maybe they worked on tackling this week. I, I don't know. But if there is one team in the Big Twelve, oddly enough, right now that I'd want to play off of a bye to get us back, it's going to be Oklahoma because that's a big enough game. Not only just the level of play that they're at right now. But I think it's a it's still a brand enough win where you say we beat Oklahoma and people are going to say, well, it's a different Oklahoma. Yeah, but it's still Oklahoma. They, they still yeah. have these four and five star athletes that Iowa State does not. That is still a good win in our book. And I know for uh, Matthews here, Iowa State is not a good loss to them either. So, I mean, there's still the tiers of college sports that one has been on the hierarchy up here. One is growing, but we're we're still down quite a bit. Yeah, and you know Iowa State needs three wins to get bowl eligible. If they don't win this game, I don't see where those other three wins come from. I I, I think <laughs> I'm I'm talking myself into it, but we have a chance to be bowl eligible. We have to win this game, though. So oh, 100. That's what I'm saying. We we ha- we are hosting Oklahoma here. We host West Virginia next week. We got to win that one. Yep. At Oklahoma State, at once we fucked them in 2011. That is never going to be an easy game, let alone. You know, their weakness is their defense, but our offense is our weakness. So I don't think we're going to be able to keep up with Oklahoma State there. Um, Texas Tech, that's going to be another revenge game. Unless they make a 63-yard field goal this time, I think we're going to do all right. And then at TCU to end the season, and that's just – honestly, we've embarrassed TCU the last few years. They're going to take out take it out on us this year. 
Oh, well. Matt, Matt Campbell is not gone if he's – Make or break this game. I, yeah, I don't he's, that. he's okay. just done. Get him out of here. Fuck yeah. it. <laughs> we're, we're not quite Indiana, who's the first team to ever have 700 losses in Power 5, but we're not that bad yet. I, I We've talked about before. I think it would take two, three losing seasons for us to really lose our mm-hmm. – uh, lose it on Campbell and say he needs to get out of here. We know where we've been. We – we see the stability yeah. of Iowa with Kirk, despite everything right now. We see where we've been five, five, ten years ago. We just got to. Uh, we, we made we it through the Gene Chizik years. We'll make yeah. it through this year. Exactly. So, I I don't know why I picked Iowa covering Iowa State covering one in this game. I should have just taken the better uh, odds at money line, but I, I have Iowa uh, State covering here. Yep. Yeah. Money line. Iowa State wins. Joey, what are you thinking? Oh, I don't know. I haven't watched either one of these teams since Iowa played Iowa State. So, uh, I, once Oklahoma started sliding and being shitty, like I, Oklahoma is one of those teams that if they're winning, fine, I'll pay attention because I want to see the playoff implications. But if they're losing, I don't give a fuck what's going on at Norman. Like I actually don't give two shits at all about Oklahoma. I don't blame you, man. You're you're Big Ten yeah. through and through. It's it would be like, hey Brian, do you do you care what's going on at Penn State? I don't, I don't give a shit what's going on, you know. Well, yeah, it, and it's not even so much that it's just like because I care I care a lot about like uh, Oklahoma State for some reason and Texas and all the Texas schools, but Oklahoma's always just been that one where I'm like they're either really fucking good or they're terrible. Like there's no in between. And even when Bob Stoops Ooh. was there, it just was hard for me to stay interested in them. So yeah, I'm I'm good. I. uh uh, I don't. I, I think I, Iowa State wins. I, I think Iowa State wins uh, just because I still think Iowa State's a good fucking team. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We we really haven't had like like because I mean not to. It's like look at our resume compared. We've been competitive in every single game, other than the Baylor right. game. We weren't. I don't care. It's seven points. We weren't competitive in that game. Um, Oklahoma has looked lost in some games. And I think that's where we kind of have a difference is we're just on the verge. We, we have lost every 50, 50 mark. If we, you know, if we can keep it closer or start getting a lead, you know, it's, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I feel pretty good about our defense holding their strength, which is offense mm-hmm. down. Our offense has to take advantage of their weakness, which is their running defense. That, that, that's what yep. it comes down to. So. Um, well, let, let's let's cheer things up and let's talk about some Northwestern football. But they're playing Iowa. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you, you ready for some Wildcats this weekend? Hell yes! Uh, yeah, I think I think Iowa covers. Uh, I think they win twelve to. Hold on, you think Iowa, to Iowa covers eleven points? I think they have four field goals. That's Defensive it. touchdowns, man. Yeah. yeah, they might get. Defensive I mean, they might touchdown. get thirteen from a, a defensive touchdown. Northwestern is as bad on offense as Iowa is, and I, I just don't think, I don't think it's going to be an entertaining game at all. Like, I don't, I don't know why it's on ESPN too. Like, why, why is, why are the Big Ten games taking up all of these good time slots for the other good teams that are actually playing? Like, I'm a Hawkeye fan through and through. I'll find an illegal stream somewhere. Like, if I want to watch this fucking game i'm gonna watch it but i don't understand why it's on espn too how how confident are you in that under 37 and a half I, i'm feeling pretty oh, good like you say northwestern's garbage i was garbage on offense i was defense is stellar i don't see how it hits over to be honest exactly i don't i have no idea like i don't 
anytime Iowa plays one of the bottom tier Big Ten West teams, if the over under is like that makes no sense to me. Yeah, I, they they were there were rumors. I knew it. it there's no way they, Vegas would ever allow it. Rumors of the over under being at 31 earlier in the week. <laughs> that was. Mm-hmm. There, there's just no Vegas would be like they wouldn't even risk it. They would rather just pay out everyone under at 37 or 35. Then go thirty one and everyone hits that over, you know. So I would still take the under thirty one. Vegas is saying this is going to be like twenty four to thirteen. Basically, yeah. yeah. Who's scoring twenty four points in this game? Exactly. Who's scoring that much in this game? Nope. You, you know what? Why? Why it might be up a little bit, honestly, is legitly the uh, on Iowa's depth chart. They have Petrus or Padilla. Maybe if it was set at Petrus, maybe that knocks it down to 30 or 30, 31. 31. All right. So I'm going to throw out some numbers because you're good at looking up extended uh, odds. I'm going to let you get into your website or whatnot for right now while I keep talking so that I can throw out some numbers. Because what my real over-under, I think, would be, man, going to be somewhere around 21 to 24. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see either team scoring over 14. Um, so yeah, what, what is an over under of 24 for this game? If, if you have to hold up, what on, are the odds? Caesars. Okay. I, I yeah. sorry. I was looking at like, cause the first half over under, sorry, let me pull that back up. The first half over under is 19 points. That, that is incredibly low. I, Iowa, uh, six and a half point favorites at half. Do you think you'd take that? Hmm. I would take that as a touchdown. <sighs> In the first half, though, that's yeah, one I score. I, I, I'm still thinking Iowa only scores two field goals in each half. So I don't have the slot. The slider I think is either either uh, day of, or they only have it okay. on the NFL games. But uh, uh, yeah, that that, that over under of 21, dude. That that would that that's where seeing these alternate lines has kind of changed my thinking on betting a little bit because I want to. Like you said, if we would have taken the the Chiefs cover twenty one points in that San Fran game, you would have made right. a decent chunk of money because of a team. Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, led by Jimmy G, lost to De- De- Denver, doesn't have any offense. They did pick up Christian McCaffrey, but like you, when it's hindsight twenty twenty, you're going, yeah, that we should have won by twenty one points. That team is garbage. Right. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't think either one of these offenses are very good. And I think Iowa's defense is stellar. So I think uh, 24 would be a great over under and I would still go under. So that's what I'm going right. to say. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to put a fiver down on, on the under in that game. I, 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 I was a little, I'm still a little butthurt about the Rutgers under not, uh, not hitting, but <laughs> I think with everything going on in Iowa, they got bigger things to focus on than hitting the over. So I think we're good. There. Right. All right. So. Uh, let's see here. Trent, any any other thoughts that you got on this game before we hit just kind of the big games and our locks? Yeah, this uh, this game might set college football back offensively <laughs> a few years. So, Oh, man. How many it times just... have we said that this year? I think we've said that for almost every Iowa game. <laughs> and it keeps getting set back even farther. It's just funny. It's like I'm sorry. Like as an outsider, it is kind of the gift that keeps on giving. It's just like <laughs> I'm a very analytical guy, and then just seeing the the Bill Conley, they're better punting on first down stats. Just chef's kiss. It just 
not only we could say it, but here's statistical proof on why they're so bad. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to point this out because I'm not the only one that is saying that this is going to be a terribly low-scoring game. Look at the comments. Dave Peterson, I think it'll be 17-6. to six. Corey Yeager, I hate to say it, Northwestern wins 17-6. to six. Both are under <laughs> 24. Fucking called it, man. I'm telling you. You, could, gonna you be... could take the one out of that before the 7 right. and 17 and I still be okay. Right. Oh. Now, so saying that, Trent, if this was – Iowa versus Northwestern both had amazing defenses and both offenses were like middle of the road and it's just a defensive slugfest and it's like who can have the momentum longer that'd be amazing this is not that game guys this is not that game whatsoever this is one has an amazing defense one is atrocious on both sides of the ball and the other one is not even atrocious they're worse than atrocious on offense so yeah it's it's gonna be one of the worst games of the year to watch in my opinion Northwestern wins six to two. God, I, I, I really wish I would have been like, because when you're younger, I think you kind of look at offense. You want to see the points, the boom, touchdowns, everything. I wish I could go back in time, or I, I guess I could just look up the stream. I kind of want to watch the Iowa State, Iowa, Penn State six to four game again, just to see how brutally awful that game was <laughs> and appreciate it for what it was. That You know, it's kind of one of those, you ever see Tin Cup? He, he does so bad, but he goes down in history because he makes the play. That, that game was so bad, but everyone remembers 6-4. No one remembers the 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 Illinois-Indiana game, but they remember they remember the uh, Illinois-Penn State 9 overtime game because it was just that bad. Yep. So, yep. And, like, well, let's as I've said multiple times, yeah, as I've said multiple times, that LSU-Alabama game that ended up 9-6, to one of my favorite fucking games of all time. Oh. I will – Ah, if I could watch that game every single week, I would be in heaven. Like that'd be awesome. No, oh, Joey's heaven. Joey's heaven of nine to six football is everyone's sixth ring of hell. That is just. But again, it, the, both offenses were still good. Just both defenses were, were perfect that game, and I, that's what I want to see. Yeah, I. I'll be honest, man. I think Iowa wins. I, I I think Iowa fans are down. I think Northwestern wins. This isn't the trap game of when you have Ricky Stanzi and you're ten and zero and everything. This is this is a bad Northwestern team, and and at least you're in Iowa City. You're going to be in a in a hostile environment for for the Wildcats, I guess. I'm trying to think of any positive stats here, but yeah, I I think I just I'll be honest, man. Just because their offense is so bad, and unless they have a defensive touchdown, I don't know if they cover eleven. I, I think they win. Just I think Northwestern potentially covers. So, um, moving on, kind of the bigger games for the uh, weekend here outside of our two sad sack teams. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, North uh, Notre Dame. They're going to play at uh, at the JMA Dome at Syracuse this weekend. Syracuse dropped back down to sixteen. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, audience. Uh, Joey, you mind if I read your comment here? Yeah, go ahead. I I didn't know if you wanted me to or not. <laughs> I apologize for the delay, everyone. Joey, uh, Uncle Joe just uh, commented, I just farted so loud that the pop-up that comes up saying your mic is muted came up like he was trying to fucking talk or something. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Thank you, Mexican oh. food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mexican food and IPAs will do it to you, my friend. Quality um, content you get from Pulse of the Heartland right here. A, a lot of professionals in the school. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, number nine, Oklahoma State at 22, Kansas State. Uh, Oklahoma State still outside chance in the playoffs, depending on how the end of the year uh, plays out. Uh, number two, biggest game of the week, and I know Joey will disagree with me. I hate that this is on Big Noon, but num- number two, Ohio State at number 13, Penn State. And then uh, number number 19, Kentucky at number three, Tennessee. Kind of, tr- We're kind of trickling down. We're starting to see a clearer playoff picture here, but... I'll kind of jump to the middle one here, Joey. Why, why do you love that the big noon slot for, for these huge games in the Big Ten? I, I would think you'd want it in prime time at, at, at 7 o'clock at night playing in front of the whole country. Um, well, I mean, it, you're already getting Ohio State and Penn State. Ohio State is a mm-hmm. national name. Penn State's right there. If they're not a, you know, a five-star team, they're a four-star team. I think that yeah. uh, you're going to draw the crowd no matter what. I love it when – game day or big noon is getting there and pumping that team up that whole crowd up right before the game starts and it goes right into the game and you don't have to get hyped for the game and then watch a few others that you're you know putting little small bets and shit on and then you got to get rehyped in the evening like i don't know i like noon games i think they're fun and then you have the whole rest yeah. of your day to watch the rest of the good football so i being a big 10 fan i love noon games okay um, so I always just kind of, I guess I'm just used to the morning games because I, mm-hmm. as Iowa State fans, I, I remember when we'd be tailgating and every week it's, you'd have to get there six hours early so you could get the first slot to watch from the south end zone because we didn't, we hadn't, the south end zone wasn't closed yet so you could watch the game from the big screen in the in the tailgating lots. And every time it's like, why do we have to fucking wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning every Saturday to go tailgating? So I think that's what but spoiled man, some of it for me, but but I kind of agree with your point there. But I, I love waking up early, waking up right away, walking around, handing a beer to everyone while we're taking morning showers at 4 a.m., going to the field and, and tailgating at 5, getting more beers and, you know, hanging out. Like, I don't know. If you can't, if you don't, you, shower you can't drink all day unless you start in the morning. Well, like when TJ and uh, Dylan and I all lived together and we'd have oh. people come down for the weekend, like, you know, we have to wait for showers, so you just everyone drinks while we wait for our turn to get into the shower. You and TJ never conserved water one time, so you could get to tell uh, it's a little no. faster. Okay. No, <laughs> no. I thought that was a you, TJ, and Jack thing. I, I'm not here, guys, as friend. Oh. Jack's your friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Well, yeah, I, I kind of agree. Like, if your game is that is that is the one nice thing is you don't have to worry about. You know, one of the worst games last year was was when Iowa State played UNLV at 9 p.m. at night. You'd been up to mm-hmm. drinking all day, and you're I, I was falling asleep at 8:30 that night. Going, I'm, like, I'm yep. not even going to watch this game. Like, thankfully, we it was in control, and I didn't have to worry about trying to stay up. But I was just mm-hmm. the, the 9 p.m. games, the the big the Pac-12 after dark. Sometimes I just can't make it anymore. Exactly. Like now that I'm getting old, like give me all of the fucking games at noon and then just go from there. Every game, 11 a.m. kick. We're done with football by three. And if you're a real degenerate like I am, you just have a different game on every fucking TV. You got like seven games going streaming and then four on your Xbox. Like, yeah, you're fine. Mm -hmm. If you if you played every game at 11 a.m., two things. Degenerate gamblers would be in such a wreck because they have yeah. this bet that's losing, but their bigger bets winning. They're trying to watch all the games at once. Also, I think women across the United States will rejoice because they have their Saturdays back. Their men, they can go their stupid fucking apple orchards or wherever the hell they do on Saturdays now. 
Oh my God. Dave bringing up tailgating. I, I have Dave. I'm going to tell a story, but I, I don't know if you're going to, oh, I don't give a shit if you like it or not, but Dave came to I Iowa know. city one time to go to a Hawkeye game. And, uh, not only did we wake up Saturday morning and realize that he left his tickets back in Fort Dodge, so he couldn't go to the game. Uh, oh. He went and showered so that we could go tailgate. And as soon as he came out of the shower, he sat down and we were already fucking hammered. And Dylan spills a beer all over Dave's brand new, <laughs> nice, fresh outfit. So he had to go change and then put another outfit on. <laughs> Those are the blurry <laughs> memories I miss. <laughs> The, those are the ones, yeah, you're, you're distinctly remembering. That one cuts through everything. I, mm-hmm. God, I remember one time tailgating, and when you tailgate in the lots, it's changed quite a bit in the last decade, but we everyone would have their bus, and you'd go, you'd bring your, your 8 to 12 people, whoever was, and you'd invite everyone in, and ours is the, the bus with the blue beer mug flag. You know, ours is the one that has mm-hmm. this, here's the landmark, whatever. And the bus I used to own back in the day had about a four foot little tailgate at the end of it so like when you walked off you could have your grill just kind of stashed up there and stuff well you're walking around and you drink a little beers and you forget where you're at i was on a completely different bus and i was walking out the back and i was like turned around talking with someone like blah 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 whatever it was and i imagine there's a step there and i couldn't have landed more face first you just see you know a guy that weighs over a couple bills just fall face first into just mud fucking four feet down just <laughs> Just get up and 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 then you know when you're drunk you kind of you you think you look so cool I just went you know I'm like all right let's keep going just just play it off like nothing happened just God those tailgating nice. lots I don't know how I survived man <laughs> man so to finish the Dave story just so I don't leave him hanging that same one yeah. we walked to a tailgate I did four Keystone Tallboy big er, uh, beer bongs in a row and they had to like basically carry me home so. Yeah, it wasn't all bad for just Dave. It was bad for everybody. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, nice. <laughs> okay. no, we're not going to get in that story, Matthews. We'll, we'll, we'll go over it on Saturday in person here. But um, I don't know. I'm looking at these other games. I, I Notre Dame is a two-and-a-half-point dog uh, at, at uh, Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Syracuse, they, they they may if they don't make stupid defensive mistakes and hit quarterbacks out of bounds, I I, I agree the, the the refereeing wasn't great, but they they started that they rolled that snowball up to make it huge and Clemson came back. I think Syracuse can cover that one. It's it's just going to be are they going to be intimidated by the Gold Domes? That that's all it's going to be. Syracuse is the better team. One of them is a brand though. It's at Syracuse, right? At yeah. Syracuse. And it's just amazing how far Notre Dame has fallen this year. Just and, and 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 you know, and on the other side, how much Syracuse has come up. It, it's just mm-hmm. they, they, why do you say they've fallen their, so far this year? They're a college football playoff team, Joey. All right. <laughs> yeah. Some of us have season. The- <laughs> I think multiple of of us had that. I mean, they they beat Cal, they beat North Carolina, lost to Marshall and lost to Ohio State. They beat BYU. That's the game I forgot. Uh, lost to Stanford and then beat UNLV. How UNLV got onto Notre Dame's schedule is beyond me. Easy. That win. Stanford loss might be their worst one, even after even before Marshall. Yeah, I mean that. I mean they've already got a list of of 
worst losses they could have on the year. I mean, they got Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Then they are hosting Clemson at Navy. Boston College at uh, in South Bend. That's their no pushover. And then at USC, they've got a – They've got a little bit of tough sledding. They might get six and six. They might get a bowl game this year. If you're Notre Dame, you you are a brand. You are known for playoffs. You're known for going to these big games. If you go six and six and you're going to the mighty key auto zone, who gives a fuck bowl? Do you just decline the invite if you're Notre Dame? Uh, I or think do you, you think they make an exception and put them in a bigger bowl because they're Notre because Dame? Because they're not. Yes. Yeah. That was my thought. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. They, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't say I know because I know Iowa State has benefited in the past because of like the playoffs and and it kind of tears up all your bowls. So I know like a six and six Iowa State and like a seven and five Iowa State has played in some bigger bowls, but and we'll take them because guess what? Our first bowl win was in two thousand. So you know we're we are a different level than than Notre Dame and the Four Horsemen and their whole history. You know, I just. I, I think now that we're talking through it, I think Notre Dame would definitely just be invited up because they're a, a brand. Yeah. So. Yeah, but you can't invite them that far up. Who? I mean, where do you, do you put them against an a eight and four team? Like. Yeah, yeah I mean that, that would be the highest. Six. Right. If it's the and right one, lose. because of the playoffs pulling, maybe maybe if they would uh, if the SEC or whatever conference gets two bowl teams in there, or. I think that would be the only way is if, if a playoff team gets two bowl teams in and it basically pulls everyone else up to like two teams in the big 10 are in the playoff. Okay. Now third place goes to the Rose bowl because you know what I'm saying? I think that would be the only way that Notre Dame would be pulled up. But I, the other thing I'm unsure of is are they under ACC tie-ins They they play like an ACC schedule and everything else. I don't think they're in the tie-ins though. Are they mm-hmm. for uh I don't think okay, so. No. For the bowls. Yeah, so, give me know. Notre Dame at six and six versus Iowa at six and six, and some rinky dink fucking Flagstaff Arizona Bowl or some shit. And let both teams travel, make that city a shit ton of money, and then both teams could just drink their sorrows afterwards. How about you, you, we just have the I eighty showdown? You played in Rockford, Illinois, and then everyone can be home by supper time. How about that? Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oklahoma State at Kansas State. If Kansas State plays at Howard, I think they got a chance versus Oklahoma State with that putrid defense. I think Oklahoma State wins this one pretty easy, though. Yeah, I like Oklahoma State here as well. Um, I don't know. They're they're second, you know, if I had to do power rankings in the Big 12. They're second right now. TCU is going to be ahead of them, obviously. They beat Oklahoma State. Um, but Oklahoma State is still a really good football team. Kansas mm-hmm. State, I don't know. I, I think we don't know they're, where they're at. They're, they're what's that? We don't know where they're at. I think they're a fraud. Ooh, capital F fraud. Yes. Damn. Wow. I don't think they're that good. I well, really uh, don't. you know who's not the frauds? Uh, the Ravens are finally starting to come back. Twenty-four, uh, thirteen in the pulling away in the second half here. Might have my my Thursday night bet hit, start one and zero on the week. Haven't had that happen in about a month. I'm watching the uh, Virginia Tech NC State game, and NC State just made the comeback. So, what score? Twenty two twenty one with seven and a half left. Nice. Well, good thing I didn't bet on that because I would have bet the under on it. So, 
Um, uh, Ohio it, State. I think State Oklahoma State. State's. Sorry, I think Oklahoma right. State's going to win that game. I think they're very fucking good. Uh, that TCU Oklahoma State game only overshadowed by the Tennessee Alabama game. That was a hell of a game. So yeah. I like Oklahoma State to win that one. I like them to win it big. Yeah, I I agree with you. It's if again we talked about at the beginning of the year, Kansas State had to play perfect all year in order to be an mm-hmm. outside contender for the Big Twelve championship. They this is one of the games where they have to play perfect if they want to stay in it. So. I don't know. If they play at Howard, I think they got a better shot, but who knows. Um, Ohio State, Penn State. Does anyone even think Penn State has a chance here? Uh, Corey Yeager does. He says Penn State wins 29-28. So uh, I don't. I think the same thing happens to Penn State that happened to get with uh, them against Michigan. I think they may keep it close in the first half, and then Ohio State. I think Ohio State. It might be the best offensive team in the country outside of maybe Tennessee. Tennessee is also Tennessee, really fucking good. Yeah. But, yeah, give me uh, give me Ohio State winning that by 21 probably. Yeah, I was going to say Ohio State make a statement here and win big. Ohio State's 15.5-point mm-hmm. favorites. So you're, you're both right in line with that. Kansas yeah. State wins 44-35. I'll agree to disagree with you, Jaeger. <laughs> um and then number 19 kentucky at number three tennessee i mean is this a letdown game for tennessee after that huge emotional bama win well they did have uh ut martin last week but Mm -hmm. i would say do you you think they continue the momentum i think tennessee does i think tennessee comes out of here with a win uh i didn't realize kentucky was ranked so high at 19 Uh, Mm um but uh I think Tennessee keeps this going. Yep. I uh, I think if this would have been last week's game, I may have been more inclined to pick Tennessee to have a letdown game. But with them having UT Martin in the middle, I uh, I really like them to just keep rolling, baby. Good old Mountain Rocky top. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I also have Hendon Hooker in my Heisman pool. So I, I think Tennessee just destroys them. Hendon Hooker has seven passing touchdowns. This is his Heisman moment. I win $25 at the end of the year. It's it's a win-win-win. I still need to get a switch out since I was the one that brought it up two weeks ago, then got busy, and then someone else stole DTR from me. So, um, yeah, I need to switch out Devin Leary, who is NC State's quarterback, and out for the season. So, motherfucker. <laughs> Don't think he's got too good a shot winning the Heisman then, huh? He does not. So well, at least I have CJ Stroud and Blake Corum. So. Yeah, I would say I, I got who do I got? I got Bryce Young, Bijan Robinson. I could just throw that one away at this point. I, I need mm. to do a little more research because in recent memory, I I, I want to look up and see who has the least amount of team wins that's won the Heisman. Because if if it's less than ten, I would be shocked. I think you just that, that's going to be my strategy going forward is later in the year, whoever is closest to 10 wins, just because Texas isn't going to get to 10 wins this year. Bijan Robinson's not going to have a chance to win the Heisman. It's a, it's, oh, right. it's a t- the best player on the best team award, basically. No nine and yeah, three I might player take... going to get the Heisman. Ooh, I know what I'm going to take. So I'm going to just keep my I, I only say that because Troy Davis didn't win the Heisman when they were six and six, and everyone keyed on him. They they put 10 in the box at that point, still couldn't He's stop him. Still rushed for 2,100 yards. <laughs> Joy, what do you guys say about Troy Davis there, huh? Well, when never mind. Never mind. 
Are you going to say it? It's like free speech. You I mean, what do what do he do? Get uh, arrested two years ago for DUI and beating someone up in Ames? Like, what the, cool man. What the fuck does that got to do with how he ran the ball in 1995? No <laughs> one put ten in the box. Jesus Christ! They put eleven wasn't in the box. When, he carried four wasn't people. That when in Seneca the end was there half. too. And that Kohler was like six and, years after Seneca. <laughs> and Kohler, and I'm pretty sure. Brees Hall was backing him up with Dick Humphrey, like <laughs> running, running back you. Yep. RBU. Jirel, Jirel's got a little ways to go. Uh, it's, I, I think with the younger freshman, I think we can continue going, but they've Campbell in general, because he also had Kareem Hunt before that mm-hmm. at, uh, at Toledo. So he's had hell of a run with, with running backs that he's coached, but. Um, all right. Well, I would say we'll, we'll get, we'll kind of get, we've kind of talked about some of ours here, but we'll get to our, uh, uh, betting locks of the week. Cause we're kind of running not super long, but long enough here. Um, last week for week eight, Joey, uh, his, he lost the UCLA wins bet, but he did have, he did say Ohio state wins by 35. I wish we would, I wish we could have had alternating lines or looked that one up. Cause that would have probably paid right. out pretty damn well for you, dude. Um, Trent mm-hmm. had the Oklahoma State not only covering six and a half, they did beat Texas last week. Um, I went one and one. I had Syracuse covering 13 and a half versus Clemson. Uh, Texas AM shit the bed. Jimbo's gonna be out of there by the end of our by uh, next year, I think. Um, and then Ohio State covers 29 and a half, and he had Oklahoma State money line as well here. So it's like J- Jimbo's players smoking weed in the locker room before the game. For shame. Yeah. I know nobody that smokes <laughs> weed, and if they do, they deserve to be in jail for life and throw away the key. No, now, the, the difference is they're doing it before the game, <laughs> before the game in the locker room. A little different. Oh, shit. I mean, I, I was probably doing it before their game, too. Well, you, you aren't on the team. <laughs> Again, a little That's different. <laughs> yeah. It's a teensy bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, so week nine, Joey, what is your lock of the week here? Yeah, uh, I have Tennessee. ESPN has them as a 12-point favorite. Um, I'm going to go Tennessee with that big spread. I think they just keep rolling. I know Kentucky is number 19 and is a pretty good team, but fuck, man, that offense looks good. So yep. You don't yeah, think I'm Will Levis go. can can help them cover? I just I, – I don't. I – I really think Tennessee is kind of unstoppable on offense. If Bama can't slow that team down at all, there's not many teams in the country that can do that. Maybe Iowa. That's about it. But they got a Stoops lead in Kentucky. How could you say that? I know. My bad. <laughs> I agree. I, know, I, I, I think, I think Tennessee blows everyone out until they get to Georgia now, and I think that's going to be a great game. Safe bet. Trent, how about mm-hmm. you? Uh, let's see here. I have TCU covering six and a half at West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia is not great. West Virginia isn't that great, but they've shown sparks of of uh, of aptitude. I, I guess I don't know a better way to say it. I mean, they've they've been able to compete at times. I just I thought they were going to do more with that JT Daniels dude. I did too. I really did. They've been bad, and TCU. I think they keep it rolling, and you know that's it. They win by touchdown. That covers six and a half right there. There you go. Easy as that. 
well, good thing you caught it at six and a half because the current line is seven and a half right now, which that might be a difference in me thinking West Virginia, if West Virginia or if with, sorry, if TCU can cover or not. So yeah. I think West Virginia can keep it within a <laughs> touchdown, but I think like every other TCU game, they pull it out of their ass and they, and they win in the end. Yeah. So. Um, Clark, he didn't, he didn't submit one. Um, I'm sure he, well, we'll just say he's going to say Kansas win. Who are they playing this week? Kansas money line. No, they're on a buy. Oh shit! So he's taking Kansas State this week. Kansas State money line. Yeah, we're just gonna right. fill that in. Yep. Clark's taking Kansas State money line without his approval, um, <laughs> so we have something to blame him on next week. Um, I can't believe how high I got this line at. I was talking with a uh, coworker because he's a huge Illini fan. And I said I'd adopt them as my third team just because I don't know for shits, I guess. But Illinois <laughs> at Nebraska. The over underline is 50 and a half. Illinois. Where did you has, get that? That That's on Caesars, man. That's on every wow. betting app right now. I, I mean, I, I'm pulling up the Big Ten stats right now. Here's Illinois' last five games here Illinois won 26 14. Illinois won 9 6. Illinois won 34 10. Illinois won 31 0. Illinois won 24 3. The most points they've given up is 14 to Minnesota, and that was including a return. So they are allowing no points. And I'm going to tell you right now, Illinois isn't an offensive powerhouse either. So I don't know how that one hits over at Nebraska. That that is a great bet there because Illinois statistically is the number one defense in the nation. And Nebraska is not going to score against them, and they are not going to score that many points. So great pick. I, I think Nebraska is better than what they were earlier in there. They've kind of got a little bit of momentum, but this isn't the Nebraska I thought. They still haven't gotten to four wins, and I said they're going to start 4-0. So they're not as good <laughs> as we thought they were at the beginning of the year. So, no, oh, I, I felt very – once I saw that line, I actually had stuff to do at work, and I put I paused and, and put that bet in before that line got any lower because that's – I guarantee we come back and it's like 35-31, and I look like a – a dumbass, but Vegas knows. <laughs> Vegas knows, but yeah, I, I I felt pretty good on that one here. But well, I mean, we're we're kind of down down to the uh, nitty gritty. Does anyone have anything else they want to say about college football in general, or they love it? Any random stats that you're holding on to that you want to throw out to the world? No, I, now that Clark's not here to make his lock of the week, I think his lock of the week was actually Iowa State money line. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Clark, biggest Iowa State fan out there. He's never yep. said anything negative about Matt Campbell and the Cyclones. Uh, he, we're also going to mark him down for Iowa State money line. Yep. B- bless you, Clark. Yeah. Thank you for your service. <laughs> so, but, well, well, we'll wrap it up here again. We, we, th- this has been a fun one, guys. We've had a lot of people yeah. interacting, jumping into the chat here. Mm-hmm. We, do, we do appreciate you guys joining in. We do it every Thursday at 830 kind of bullshit about our own teams, little therapy session, BSing about these upcoming games here. But um, if you do want to follow us for more than just our college football stuff, we have our uh, road to uh, 230, sorry, road to 272. We do that every Wednesday at 830. We, we do a pick on every single NFL team and kind of make fun of Russell Wilson. And we, I, we do that a lot, actually. Not even when we're talking <laughs> about the Broncos. We do it quite a bit. But um, we, we also have a, a pod we typically do on Mondays, just kind of BSing, talking about – you know, once football slows down a little bit, we'll also be talking about smoking meats and other and other things that we're doing as well. But 
Um, if you do want to enjoy more of our stuff, Joe, you want to hit them with the socials? Yeah, uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Heartland Pulse, and then also YouTube and Facebook. Just search what happened. <laughs> uh, just Matthews stat of the day: Iowa State is seven two and seventy eight all time versus Oklahoma. But how many of those get wins have come in the last five to seven years? Like three of them. So oh, Oklahoma, you, I'm sorry, man. You saw them in their prime about a decade ago. They're they're just going downhill ever since. So. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll we'll talk about that more in person on uh, on Saturday, Matthews. But sorry, Joey, hit hit him with the socials again. Oh, you're fine. Uh, at Heartland Pulse, Twitter and Instagram, and just search Pulse with Heartland on Facebook and YouTube. And as Brian said, we're always live on Thursdays and Wednesdays for our betting stuff. Mondays uh, also, and then we will have the podcast on all the major platforms the following day. Yes. Um, and then also we've cut, we've partnered up. Um, if, if you want to follow him on Twitter, it's, it's at let, let talk sport. Um, it, it's a little bit of a collaboration. They've been, uh, helping us with trying to grow to growing our audience. So if you are new to the pod and, and came through them, we do appreciate the follows here and, and the listen, but, um, yeah, I would say we do appreciate everyone joining in. We'll see you all next week. Hey, uh, I just saw we are, this is our one year yeah. anniversary on Twitter. So follow us, baby. Oh, hell yeah. Happy birthday to us. This is like our 102nd episode now. We didn't even mention it last week. We kind of fucked that up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wasn't last uh, Thursday the 100th episode? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) How did we we miss that? So I got to scroll back and see. Was our first November 3rd was our first episode. Hmm. So would that be? Yeah, November 3rd was episode one. So it'll be next Thursday on the anchor on the anchor. Yep. Well, I'll, I'll, we'll have to get a birthday cake and, and we'll, we'll put it, we'll, I'll have it live on yeah. stream. Or do you want me to do yeah. the Marilyn Monroe come out of the birthday cake? Yes. And sing sexually to you guys. Yes, please. That one. <laughs> yes. Happy. Oh, I, I'll do the Skylar white from Breaking oh, Bad. Yeah. <laughs> the most awkward television scene in history. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just sing super sexy Ugh. for you guys. Gotta hate Skyler so much. <laughs> so does everybody. What, <laughs> one one character kills people and runs a meth empire, and one of them is just a housewife that wants a loving family, and we're all like, oh, the housewife, Jesus. Yeah. She's also, one of so us is obnoxious. also doing is banging their table with their beer can to have their wife bring them another beer. So I guess we do know where we lean here. Yep. Didn't even get it. Still empty. Oh, jeez. Yep. Come on. Oh, fuck. Well, before, before this derails even more, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you all later. <laughs> Have a good weekend. Bye, everybody. <laughs>